Hey girl, I see you. You long to live fully present, to redeem your time as a faith-led woman, but you feel yourself pulled in so many directions, you're spread way too thin more often than not. And you find that life hits you from all sides, keeping you busy beyond belief, double-minded, and distracted. You are not alone. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. You know that God has a bigger purpose for you than just juggling all the things, yet you can't seem to pause the noise long enough to discover what that is. So you just keep doing more, thinking you're not doing enough or that you're not enough. But somewhere inside, you hear that quiet voice whisper, that's not the life he intends for you. True that. Hey friend, I'm Lissa, fellow sister in Christ, wife, empty nester, and recovering to-do list girl. After trying to keep all the balls in the air for too long, I was exhausted, but I finally let go of doing all the things. And that's when God showed me how to redeem my time for him. Warning, his plans are always better than ours. Imagine redefining your God-given purpose to focus on what matters most in your stage of life, realigning your schedule to create space to invest where it counts and redeeming how you live each day to make a bigger impact for eternity. And maybe, You're doing it all in your favorite holy jeans and Jesus saves graphic tea. This is the podcast for you, my friend. Grab a cup of joe, brew yourself some tea, or mix up a fizzy. And be sure to grab your journal or your notes app, because we're going to get to work. I pray this both blesses and challenges you. Are you ready? Well, friend, you made it. You made it to the last episode in our four-part series on setting up your year to create a with God life. I'm so proud of you for doing the work. You've listened to the podcasts. You've done the homework. Now, we're going to make sure you're seeing life-changing outcomes. In fact, whether you've been hanging out for just a few episodes or for a while now, doubtless if you've implemented what we talk about, you've already seen and felt a shift. And I'd love to hear, and so would others who want to come check out the show to see if it's worth a listen for them. In fact, when you share what value the Redeem Her Time podcast adds to your life, more busy Christian women can find it too. So let's not keep a good thing to ourselves. Would you do me a favor and leave a quick review? If you're on Apple Podcasts, all you do is click leave a review, give it five stars, I trust that's what you pick, and then write a few sentences about why you keep coming back. And I've extended the 100th episode celebration. So when you leave a review, your name goes in the drawing for $100 off the Redeem Her Time system coming soon. That's something to celebrate for sure. I so appreciate you. And I'll be waiting here when you get back. A goal without a plan is just a wish. We've all heard that famous saying, but do we really live it? Over the past few weeks, we've created a With God vision in the eight areas of attention on episode 94, We set our with God goals that are sticky to create our intentions on episode 96. We've identified our with God priorities to focus on less in episode 98. All those visions, goals, and priorities are great, but without a plan, they're just a wish. That's why you need this final step, building your with God plans. Now, for those of you who would say, I'm not really a planner, (laughs) I'm not here to tell you I am here to tell you, guess what? You actually are. Because whether you have an intentional plan or not, that's your plan. This is why so many people don't make it past the first month of the year or the first 31 days, because they stop short. Perhaps they created a vision. Maybe they set some goals, 
Possibly they identified priorities, but if that's where it stops, it's probably not gonna happen. That's what I call being on the one day or the someday plan. I don't know about you, but if I'm gonna be a planner either way, I'd rather be on the side of a plan that will move me towards where I want to be. Which brings us to an important question we need to answer before we go any farther. Why do we even bother to set goals and create plans? First, let me, tell, let me answer with a story that I bet you're familiar with. Would you tell me please which way I should go from here? That depends a good deal on where you want to go, said the cat. I don't much care, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. Apparently, Alice in Wonderland had not taken the time to create her vision, goals, and priorities. No wonder she had no plan. No wonder even the cat could not help her. We're currently reading The One Thing by Gary Keller in our Redeem Her Time community, and he says this, live with purpose or vision, and you know where you want to go. Live by priority, and you know what to do to get there. How often have you felt like Alice at a crossroads in your day, your week, your month, or your year, and not quite sure where to go? You're not alone. I've been connecting with a lot of busy Christian women lately and asking about their challenges around time. And they all say the same thing. I want to know what I should be doing in the moment. Do you want that too? To know that right now, in this moment, you are right where you are meant to be, doing exactly what you are meant to do. Me too. That's why we need plans. As Gary Keller says, we set goals and create plans to be appropriate in the moments of our lives that matter. That means we know where we should be and what we should be doing. Now, don't get me wrong. If you do it the with God way, that's not a shaming thing. It's a confirming thing. God has shown you the big vision of where he wants you to go in each area of your life. You've set goals about who you want to be in those areas and put the important ones at the top. And now your plan helps you take steps towards that. Always following the rule progression over perfection. Have you ever had a moment when it felt like the world around you was just as it should be and you were so filled up with his spirit that you wanted to freeze that moment in time because it felt so in alignment? That's literally how I feel every time I get behind the microphone to talk to you. I know that I know that I know that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing to be a steward of the gifts that God has given me and his spirit within me. That's why I keep showing up. And that's how you'll keep showing up for what matters in this season and in light of eternity. So we've talked about the process of reflection, attention, and intention. But before we get into the last part, implementation, sorry, my shuns were getting me tongue-tied, so let me say those again. Reflection, attention, intention. And our last one, implementation. I want to address something really important about making plans. Hold them loosely. Hold them too tight and you risk missing out on what else God might have for you. Hold them too loosely and you risk what he intended for you falling through your fingers. There's a balance. And this is where our goal setting should look different as committed Christians than the rest of the world. Because the source is not ourselves and our great ideas, but him and his purpose and plan for us. James 4, 13 through 15 warns us about a wrong perspective on our plans. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? 
for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. That's right. We need to remember that this life is temporary and short and that we are not our own. We are here for his purposes. We are redeemed. And when we understand who we are and whose we are, that guides how we live. That is why we redeem our time. I love the wisdom in Proverbs about plans. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. Notice God does not say not to make plans. That would be like the servant who hid the talents that he was given by the master in the ground. Instead, we are to commit our plans to him in acknowledgement that he is the one who establishes them. So how do we build with God plans? I'm so glad you asked. Now that you have a with God vision, with God goals, and with God priorities, there's one simple way to build with God plans and follow through with intention. Are you ready for it? Write down your plans. Yep, that's it. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Uh, Just kidding. I won't leave you hanging. But really, it's really that simple. Did you know that studies show that just by writing down your vision, goals, priorities, and plans, you increase your chances of actually doing it by 42%? Those are odds I want ever in my favor. You too? This is a great reminder that if you didn't take the time to write out your with God vision, goals, and priorities based on the homework in the series, go back and do that because it will make all the difference in your implementation and the outcomes. But for today, let's assume you've written those down and now you're sitting in front of your cute notebook with a pencil in hand. I've been leaning towards pencils more lately. I like the mechanical ones, maybe because things tend to change and I might need to make some adjustments. So I want that eraser. So you're in front of your cute notebook with a pencil in hand and you're drawing a blank because how in the world do you take these really big ideas and your vision and your goals and your priorities and actually make a plan to make them happen? No worries. I got you. It's about backwards planning. Say you have a vision in the area of family to build physical, emotional, and spiritual intimacy in your marriage. Yep. Full transparency. That is one of my intentions this year. So you have my permission to ask me how that's going and how it's growing. You know that vision is from God because you believe he has ordained marriage and your relationship to be a reflection of him. And when you have a strong marriage, it affects a whole lot of other things in life. So next you set some, some goals, some sticky goals, things you can do to move towards that. My list includes praying for my hubby in our marriage daily, unplugging after eight each night, just to spend time with him, going outside to work on projects in the figgy farm at least once a month, reading a book that will grow our relationship, going on date night once a week in a getaway once a month, serving on a missions team together at church, and so on. Then you decide which is the most important priority. For me, I know it's praying for him and us each day. So I've set a daily reminder with some hearts on my phone to do that. And not only do I want to talk to God about him, I want to start telling him directly what I prayed for so he knows and can watch God do that in him and in us. If that's all I did, I know I will see big changes in our relationship. But since this is an area of attention, I'm going to give it more focus by building a plan to keep working in that area. Plans can either be for establishing ongoing habits 
or for executing a one-time project. Either way, I'm gonna challenge you to not make annual plans, AKA like in the next year. Why? Because that finish line is way too far away. So you're more prone to be napping under the tree like the hare, right? Instead, build 12 week plans, or you could consider it a 90 day focus, which essentially is a quarter, but it doesn't have to start on a specific date. What's the difference? That finish line is close enough that it keeps you moving towards it. The next step is to anticipate where you want to go in that area in the next 12 weeks. As an aside, if you want to sit down and identify your focus in that area for each 12 week segment of the whole year now, that's great. But if you're not sure about planning that far out, just focus on the next quarter in front of you. For me, we are heading on a missions trip in the next 90 days where we will each have individual roles as well as together roles. So my plan is around that focus. As a part of the Redeem Her Time plan that I mentioned is coming soon, I'll have a printable resource to help you do this. So for today, I just want you to grab a sheet of paper or your notebook and write your 12-week focus at the top. So my paper says Central Asia Mission Strip. Now, number from one to three, leaving space between to divide the paper approximately into thirds. Don't make the mistake I used to make about writing down the first thing that comes to mind and focusing there. We're going to actually start with a brain dump. So over on the side or the back or another piece of paper, I want you to list all the things that need to happen in regards to that focus. So let's see, mine include getting our itinerary settled, gathering our paperwork, scheduling our workshops, planning our materials, praying for the trip, telling others what we're doing and why, because most people look at me cross-eyed when I say, say Central Asia and they wish they paid better attention in geography class. Finding a house and a dog sitter, that's on the list. Push pause and make your list, knowing you'll probably think of more things later. Got your list? Good. First, I want you to pray over it. Then it's time to build your plan. Okay, so now you simply ask, where do I want to be at the end of the 12 weeks? For me, it'll be coming home from our trip. For you, it may be completing that project or getting to a specific milestone. Write that next to number three, as in month three. Now ask yourself, where do I want to be two thirds of the way in? Write that next to number two. Finally, ask yourself, where do I want to be about one third of the way along? Write that next to number one. See how we just planned backwards? Sometimes those three milestones are evenly spaced out, but sometimes you'll find that you pick up momentum as you go. So you can do more in month two and three than you may in month one, but either way, it's just a target to shoot for. Now, under each of those monthly outcomes, I want you to number from one to four. So under number one, you'll number one to four. Under number two, you'll number one to four, and so on under number three. Okay, does that make sense? <laughs> okay, good, you catch on quick. Now it's time to work backwards again. This time, you can start with outcome one, AKA month one. Where do you want to be in week four at the end of that month? Write that next to sub number four. Where do you want to be at the end of week three? Write that next to sub number three, and so on for two and one. Essentially, now you have broken down your month one outcome into four weekly outcomes, and you can do the same for month two and month three. Feel free to pause this if you want to do that right now, or you can come back to it as long as you promise me you will. I'd love it when a plan comes together. Now you have a 12 week with God plan. How does that feel? You should feel good 
because you've officially increased your chances of executing it by at least 42%. I recommend taking some time to pray over it and ask if it's in alignment with what God is calling you to do or be in that area. And once you know where you're going, the only thing left to do is to go from knowing to doing. So how you do that is previewing and planning. At the beginning of each month, which starts today, regardless of the date in the calendar, preview your month and make sure you block off time for your 12-week plan. When will you give it time and attention? Write it on your calendar. Then at the beginning of each week, which does not need to wait until Sunday, preview the week and make sure you're protecting your 12-week plan time blocks. Then each evening, preview the next day and ask, what's the one thing I will do tomorrow? such that by doing it, it will make the biggest difference in moving towards my 12-week focus plan. Write it down. If you want, you can do up to three things, but I don't recommend doing more. Then when it comes to the time that you've blocked off and already decided your steps, just do it. Ideally, that focus block will happen before anything else distracts you, or at least in a protected time block. And be sure to keep track of your progress in your 12-week planner knowing you may find you are get ahead or maybe you need to adjust your plans because things took longer than you anticipated. Here's a pro tip. Check your 12-week planner often to keep it top of mind. Guaranteed, if you create a 12-week plan and do it, you will get more done in 12 weeks than most people get done in 12 months, or at least more than you've ever done in 12 weeks before. But remember, this is not about checking off boxes, although I do find that satisfying too. It's about measuring progress towards who God is calling you to be. You're welcome to stay with good intentions and see how far they get you towards life change. But I'm here to tell you from experience personally and from talking with lots of busy Christian women, that plan will not get you far. I don't know about you, but I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. So there you have it. How to build your with God plans. Write out a 12 week plan so you can follow through with your intentions. That's what we call implementation. Now, you may be doing the math and thinking, Lissa, 12 weeks times four only equals 48 weeks. What about the other four weeks in the year? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. After each 12-week focus, you take the 13th week to reflect, reset, and refocus on what you're doing in the next 12 weeks. Doesn't that sound refreshing? Yes, it is. And may I also throw out a bonus tip I've learned from experience? Don't do this alone. I know you've probably had a big vision or set goals in the past, and maybe even had a plan to make it happen, but something happens around you and inside you, and before you know it, another year goes by and you're not where you wanted to be in that area or where God was calling you to be. That's why we have the Redeemer Time community, a place off social where committed Christian women can connect to find resources, coaching, and connections that will help you to implement what he has for you and get way better outcomes than just being an island on your own. So come on, come check it out and see for yourself. The door is open to you, my friends. Just go to redeemhertime.com community, and we will welcome you with open arms. Before we go, may I pray for you? Dear Father, you have called this woman to be yours. You have given her time, gifts, and resources in her life to use for your purpose. Give her big vision. Show her the way. Press upon her what's most important. Establish her steps. May she partner with you to redeem her time, to make a difference in this season and in light of eternity. And may she embrace community to help her along the way. To you be the glory, in Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do all he has called you to. Focus on who and what matters most to redeem your time in this season in the light of eternity, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey friend, before you go, were you touched by this episode? I pray it blessed you, challenged you, or grew you in a way that moves you to take action in your life. So what was the one thing that God laid on your heart today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a quick minute to leave a review right here in this platform? That way I know you're liking the show and it helps other busy faith-led women just like you find real life answers too. Plus, it just makes my heart smile. And if this podcast added value for you, before the crazy busy world creeps back in, would you share this episode with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough? And don't forget, grab your free guide to redeem your time in just five minutes. You'll need it for when you feel like you're going in a million directions, but not getting anywhere. Tell me where to send it at redeemhertime.com forward slash five. Of course, I'll drop all the links in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because these are difficult days. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.